This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, COVID positive testing, <laughs> hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Rumpf, and I'm so happy to be here with you today and have some great news, great news for my kings and queens, well, it's really good news for me. I am COVID-free. I am no longer testing positive for COVID. Oh, it has been rough for me. Thank you for all the sweet messages, the well wishes, hoping that I get better. I was going through it. For anybody who has had COVID, which is most of the population at this point, most people have had it. I did a poll on Instagram. I was curious to see how many people have had it. Over 70% of people following me on the gram have had COVID at some point. And some people multiple times, two, three times. Some people have long COVID. So I was fortunate that I don't have long COVID. At least I don't think I do. Long COVID, if you're not familiar with that, is COVID symptoms and you still test positive sometimes for weeks, maybe even months. Oh, it's really rough if you have long COVID. I had it for 11 days. Day three and four were the hardest. Day, actually day five was pretty shitty too. <laughs> I was... Oh, I was really going through it. I'm surprised it hit me so hard. A lot of people have been asking, are you vaccinated, Lo? Are you an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> Do you, boo? I don't care if you want to get vaccinated or not. Whatever floats your boat. But yes, I am vaccinated. I am boosted twice, actually. It was required by a lot of places that I work at. I work on set at different studios and they require that you show your vaccination cards and your boosts and all that shit. And so, yes, I am vaxxed. I am boosted. I don't have any pre-existing health conditions or any medical conditions to worry about. So I didn't really think if I did get COVID, it would affect me all that much. I thought it would feel kind of like, I don't know, having the flu or just feeling a bit shitty for a couple days and then I'd be fine. Or maybe I'd be completely asymptomatic, especially with my age range. Like I really wasn't expecting it to affect me like it did. And I was sadly mistaken. It really freaking took me out at the knees. I was in bed, couldn't even get out of bed for at least four days. Uh, and then I started to slowly venture into my living room or into the kitchen to get some soup. And yeah, it was tough. I had the fever, the chills, the boogies in my chest. I'm coughing up phlegm left and right. It was gross. I was just achy all over, massive headaches, like kind of felt like a migraine at some point. It was rough. So I'm really glad that I, I came out of it. I did all the right things though. You know, I stayed in bed, drank a lot of liquids. I was taking Tylenol. They also prescribed me Paxlovid. I think that's the name of it. So I was on that for four or five days and I was just loading myself up with vitamins and a lot of fluids, a lot of water. And uh, yeah, now I'm feeling better. I'd say on a scale of one to 10, if I had to rate my physical health right now, uh, I'd rate it a, about a seven because I'm feeling winded when I do simple things like walking to my car. <laughs> like I, I was out of breath, which typically wouldn't happen for me, but I just feel tired and exhausted and a bit irritable and I'm just not fully back to my normal self yet. And I know that takes time. I'm only a couple days out 
from being positive with COVID. So I know in time it should get better, but I definitely feel it in my lungs and yeah, it took a toll on me. So for anyone out there who's experienced it and felt like shit, my heart goes out to you. I get it completely. Who? It was rough. It's a very unexpected, you don't know how it's going to hit you until it hits you type of virus. And so I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to put out an episode this week. I planned on not recording just because my throat sounded like shit. I kept coughing up phlegm. Like no one wants to hear that on a podcast. It's gross. So I just thought I got to just take a week off. Plus I felt so drained. Like, what am I going to talk about being just sick and depressed in bed? Like no one wants to listen to that either, but I'm feeling much better and I'm back to work and back to podcasting, back to being here with my low lifers. So let's get into it. This week's episode, I'm very excited about it. I had a bunch of guests that were scheduled for the last couple of weeks, but because of COVID, obviously that didn't happen for me. So stay tuned for those guests. This week's episode is a special one. I know you guys are going to love this one because it's a highly requested episode from my listeners. And I'm going to give you what you want. I'm giving the low lifers exactly what they want. I'm going to give you what's in, what's out when it comes to fashion. The hottest trends, the trends that I could live without, and the trends and fashion mistakes you need to avoid. I'll be answering some of your fashion questions when it comes to style, fashion, all that good stuff today. And giving you the best advice that I possibly can when it comes to your wardrobe. Before we get into it, though... Nobody asked, but my mental health score this week is looking like a solid 8.8 this week. My mental health is still pretty good. I'm feeling a little bit stressed. I am behind the eight ball. Like even with this podcast, I want to be able to deliver a podcast to you every single Thursday, but I'm very transparent. You guys know what's going on at all times, especially if you're in the low life Facebook group. I lay it out all the time there. But when it comes to recording, you know, I was sick. I didn't have any episodes previously recorded in the bank, as they say, in the podcast world. And so, yeah, I just had to, you know, miss a week or I I didn't have the strength to record. And so I released an uncensored version of an episode that I did with Jason, which I love that you guys are down for a rerun once in a while. That episode is very close to my heart. and I, I love listening to, you know, Jason anytime. And so I'm glad you guys enjoyed that one. But I wanted to come back this week because this podcast actually does help my mental health. I love staying connected to my low lifers. And so I really wanted to put out an episode. And I've been in good spirits. Even though I feel a little stressed at times with work and stuff, I'm still pretty positive and feeling good. Stressed again when it comes to like the health stuff, because this is foreign territory for me. I haven't really had any health problems like this before. And so it just makes me a bit nervous or anxious but I'll get through it. I'll be good. I'm trying to focus on the positive, the good things in life, and the fact that I'm even able to recover and I'm healthy right now. And I was able to recover without losing my job, which I know a lot of people don't have that liberty. And so again, counting my blessings, showing some gratitude, and my mental health is in a pretty good place right now. I was listening to a bunch of old school music. God, they just don't make music like they used to. They really don't. I don't want to date myself, but like, There's something about, like, vintage Mariah Carey. Ugh, like, fantasy. Honey, the Emancipation of Mimi album, or vintage Janet Jackson, like, 90s or early 2000s Janet, like... 
oh, just a better time for music. I love that a lot of the songs that I grew up listening to and loving, which I still listen to today, are making a bit of a comeback, a resurgence, if you will, on TikTok. These little young little TikTokers out there, they're listening to Fergie and Janet and Mariah and a lot of songs that I was obsessed with and still love to this day are new to a lot of people, these youngsters. And so they're listening to it and loving it. And one artist in particular who I freaking love. And this artist has inspired a new segment here at the Low Life Podcast. I'm going to call this new segment. Let me know if you guys are into this or not. Hopefully you might be able to help me out on this one. And my new segment is called What the F*** Happened to Blank. Insert name here. you man and the person i was thinking about most recently i was listening to her music and she has had banger after banger she had a cool look a great sound let me see if you guys can guess who this person is this artist who i love is latina she is also canadian a little canadian maple delight she is a singer producer songwriter she was huge i mean a mega star in the early 2000s One of her most popular songs made me feel like a bird that wanted to fly away. She also gave me some confidence to feel like I was a man-eater at certain points in my life. I'm talking about the one and only Miss Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. What the f*** happened to Nelly Furtado? Where is she? Where in the world is Nelly Furtado right now? And why isn't she still making music? I miss her every day. God, she had some great bangers. And she was, again, like one of those artists that was just so popular and so well-known and so loved. And then she just, boom, disappeared. I actually did a deep dive while I was in bed recovering on Nelly Furtado. (laughs) I really was trying to find out where the hell is she now? And what I discovered, and I don't know, this is the internet. If anyone out there has any close ties with Nelly, knows anyone on her team, or, or maybe knows her personally, I would freaking lose it if Nelly Furtado was a guest on the Low Life Podcast. <gasps> oh, I'd pass out. I'd be so excited. She is definitely someone I'd love to have a conversation with. I met her briefly back in 2007. She was lovely. So sweet. I met her at the Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, that's right. At a photo shoot. Yeah, she was uh, having a photo shoot, and I knew someone there on her team at the time who no longer works with her. But I ended up going and and getting to meet her, and and she was just so nice, super down-to-earth, very chill. And I'm bummed that she doesn't make music anymore. So I found this article online. Apparently, I'm not the only one missing and wondering what the hell happened to her. This article says that it's been almost 22 years since Nelly Furtado catapulted to stardom with her breakout single, I'm Like a Bird. Holy shit, 22 years? That song came out 22 years ago. No way. Wow. Holy shit. Anyway, 
This article writes, The pop star performed some of the biggest songs of the early 2000s that still show up on our nostalgia playlists today, like Promiscuous and Man Eater, and some of her hits have been given a new lease on life on TikTok, becoming a trending song. But after spending over five years at the top of the charts, breaking records and winning hundreds of awards, she practically vanished overnight. What happened to Nelly Furtado? Here's everything you need to know about the former pop icon. Oh, well, maybe it just did the work for me right now. But I don't know if this is accurate. I don't know this article can be trusted or not. This is like some random music blog. But apparently, according to this article, this person says, Nelly Furtado took a step back from music and the public spotlight after a nervous breakdown in 2006. Oh, poor thing. She said, I had a nervous breakdown on stage, she told the Daily Mail in 2017. I was on the Loose tour and my daughter was with me. I was being a mum and a singer on the road and I was just exhausted. Then one night I went on stage and I suddenly realized how stressed out I was. I actually cried my way through the first two songs. Aww. I took a break from music and went home and I realized that being at home and having the whole family experience was what I was seeking in life. She said she shot to such heights of fame so quickly that she just couldn't handle it. It was just too much, too soon, she told the Daily Mail. After two years of intense touring and partying, I'd spend hours alone in my Los Angeles home just staring at the floor. I felt like a fraud, believing that people liked me or my image and not my actual music. She released a Spanish-language album in 2009 and a, another album in 2012 called The Spirit Indestructible, after which she took a five-year break. Furtado spent five years traveling and doing a lot of charity work with Save the Children. In 2017, she released an independent album, The Ride. Oh, what? Okay, so she has put out some new music. I had no idea. That wasn't that long ago, 2017. It was put under her own record label. It only sold 1,814 copies. Oh my God, what? Only sold 1,814 copies its first week in the US. All right, so where is Nelly Furtado today? After releasing her independent album in 2017, it's unlikely that Nelly Furtado will ever return to mainstream music again. Okay, that's a really strong statement that this person in this article is making. How do we know that? I need to get Nelly Furtado on this podcast. I'm putting it out into the universe that she's going to come to this podcast. We're going to have a great conversation to sit down. I respect her as an artist. I love her. I love her voice. And I actually love that she put her mental health first and got the hell out of this up industry. Good for her. I mean, selfishly, I'd love her to still make music because it's so good, but she has to take care of herself. And the fact that she got to be a mom and be present in her daughter, I think she's a daughter, her daughter's life. Good on her. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for her, but, but I hope she returns to music and keeps on putting out good stuff. I think she had some beef with Timbaland. She was doing a lot with Timbaland. They had a, several songs together. They even went on tour together. I know they had Bad Blood. There were lawsuits. It went into whole litigation. And I think they resolved it all. But I think with that and everything else coming into her world, it just happened really fast. She was such a huge star. So anyway, I guess we do know what happened to her. But I'm not going to just sit with that. I, I need to know more I need to do more of a deep dive. So if anyone has any information on Nelly Furtado, you can please contact the Low Life Hotline. <laughs> it's like America's Most Wanted. The Low Life Hotline is open at all times. If you have any tips or any contact or connection with Miss Nelly Furtado, just send her my way because I would absolutely love to have her on this podcast. All right, that's enough about Nelly Furtado for now. That's the first of many What the F*** Happened to 
type segments. We'll be having more of those because there's a lot of people and I'm like, what happened to that person? Another one I was just thinking about <laughs> was uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Where's Simba? Where's Jonathan Taylor Thomas now? He was so freaking cute. It was a childhood crush. Everybody loved him. Anyway, we'll do more of those segments and and hopefully we could find some answers for the lowlifers. All right, let's get into today's fashion episode. I'll be answering questions from you guys, trying to give you the best advice that I can to up your style game, help you with the closet. I know when it comes to fashion, it's very overwhelming. There are a lot of opinions out there. I'm going to give you the best advice that I possibly can. You could take it, you could leave it, but it's coming from a place of love. And I don't want to consider myself an expert, but I have been doing this for a long time. I've been in the fashion game for well over a decade. And so I feel like I have a solid foundation to rely on to give you some helpful advice, some tips and tricks to up your style game going into the rest of summer and heading into fall. All right, so without further ado, let's jump into today's very special fashion and style episode. Hit it! All right, let's start off with the first pregunta is coming in hot. First question, coming in hot from Ashley in Virginia. Oh, Virginia's beautiful. Ashley writes, hey, Lo, what is your number one pet peeve when it comes to fashion? Also, what's your number one pet peeve when it comes to you as a stylist? I'm curious to know what irks you. Would love to know your answer. Oh, interesting. Okay, great question. I haven't really thought about that one. When it comes to fashion... I guess just at the top of my head, what would be a pet peeve of mine? Mm, Okay, I got it. I'm going to say just off the cuff, the first thing that comes to my mind as a pet peeve would be rules when it comes to fashion. I look at fashion as freedom. Fashion is freedom. That's why I love it. That's why I get so excited to go into work and, and do what I do is because fashion is expressing yourself and it is freedom. And so when there are dumb rules put into place that don't really make sense or who knows where they came from, there's an origin story for all of these rules, but I think it's ridiculous. Rules like you can't wear white after Labor Day. Like who came up with that? I know there's a story behind it, but I don't really care and I don't subscribe to that. If you want to wear white, it's before Labor Day, after Labor Day, whatever the hell. Wear white, do you boo. If you have the confidence to rock a white outfit, like... Most of my closet is a lot of neutrals and heavy black. Looks like a funeral up in that closet. So if there's someone out there who wants to wear some white jeans or put on a white linen dress or whatever, good for you. Do you, boo, or white linen suit. If a guy has that kind of confidence, it's a very tough thing to pull off. Gets dirty fast. It's not the most flattering on most people. And so if you have that confidence, I'm not about to give you a rule like you shouldn't be wearing that. Wear it. Rocket, do you boost? The rules like that, or there was an old school rule back in the day. This was like our mothers or grandmothers would, I guess, know this rule of matching your handbag to your shoes. That was a real thing, especially in the 50s and 60s. You should match your handbag, your purse to your shoes. Why? Not necessary. Actually, I think if you don't match your handbag to your clutch or your purse, I feel like that's even more stylish. You look more eclectic. It's like wearing matching sets, like jewelry sets, the earrings to match the necklace. You don't need a set. 
No, like I think it looks better. And again, way more chic and stylish if you have a beautiful pair of earrings and a necklace and it's sort of similar, but definitely not the same. And it just looks more eclectic and like you piece things together. It's kind of like in your home, like buying matching sets is not really a thing like it used to be anymore. There used to be a time, I remember, I went to Z Gallery and I bought a bunch of mirrored furniture and I bought the the buffet table. I bought the freaking headboard. I had the dining table. I mean, it all, oh, geez. It was all mirrored. It was all Z Gallery. It all matched. Like that was very Z Gallery look, that mirrored type furniture. Again, different time. I've outgrown that look. Some people still love it. It's very glam. But what I'm getting at is the matching sets. Now I don't want matching sets of anything. My dresser in my bedroom, I have two dressers and they're both different colors, different styles, but same family. They're both cool tones of wood, but different shades of brown because it looks more eclectic. It looks a little bit more dimensional in the room. And I think it makes a room just look more stylish in general. And I apply the same rule when it comes to fashion or or jewelry or accessories. You don't need to match shit. Do you? Like mixing silver and gold. That's another rule. You shouldn't mix metals. If you're going to wear all gold, just stick to that. Why? I love the look of silver and gold. I love gold mixed with rose gold. Like mix it. It looks great. You should be able to do that. And there's a way to do it that actually makes it look cohesive. But if you have a couple little rings and you have a silver and a gold, like, yeah, mixed metals. I think that looks really cute. But there's these certain fashion type rules that have been put into society. And I just think they're ridiculous. And it makes me have a bit of an eye roll anytime I hear like ridiculous rules like that. And so that would be a pet peeve for fashion. (laughs) So when it comes to styling and being a gay man, one pet peeve of mine is that if you are gay, you automatically just mainstream a stereotype, a stereotype that I actually hate is that gay guys in general have great taste. You have amazing taste if you're a gay dude. Like you'll have the straight girlfriend of yours and she's like, oh my God, I need a gay best friend to go shopping with me, to tell me what to wear, to give me the fashion latest and greatest. Like I always need a gay opinion. Why? Why do you need that opinion? I'm just going to break the news to you right now. If you have a, a gay friend or you're, you're searching for someone, a gay bestie in your life that's able to give you some fashion advice, just know that a lot of gay people, most I would say, actually have horrendous taste. Just because you suck dick doesn't mean you know how to dress yourself. Just because you are gay doesn't mean you have style or you're a stylist or you're great at shopping or know how to put outfits together at all. And I feel like it's personal for me because I've been in this industry for a while now. I've spent so many years I mean, working my ass off on the grind over here for over a decade, learning, studying. I'm still learning so much. I'm like a sponge over here. But I've been putting in the hours, the time, the years into perfecting this craft. It's an artistry, like an interior designer or an architect or you know, a makeup artist or a hairstylist. Like It's my craft, and I had to learn it. And it didn't necessarily come easy. I gravitated towards the industry, and maybe that is part of being gay. But no, it's really not. <laughs> it's not. Because I know a ton of gay dudes who dress like shit. And I wouldn't trust their judgment or taste or their authority speaking on something when it comes to my closet at all. And so I don't like that stereotypical trope of like, if it's a gay dude, then he probably has great taste or he loves clothes or he knows fashion. 
It has nothing to do with that. There are a lot of gay people, gay guys who have horrendous style and don't know what they're doing. Um, I see him all the time in LA. And so, yeah, just know that being gay does not make you fashionable. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, it doesn't make you a great stylist. It gives you no competitive edge at all. And that's how I feel. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I just don't like stereotypes like that. There's a lot of them when it comes to ethnicities, race, you know, like, oh, if it's an Asian person, they must be good at math. Really? I have a girlfriend of mine, friend, very close friend, and she has admitted to me that she's terrible at math. She failed math in school. <laughs> so she's not good with numbers. So just because of your ethnicity or your sexuality doesn't make you necessarily better at something. And so that's something that just irritates me. I'll get off of my soapbox. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little bit more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I'm excited to have Nutrafol as a sponsor because I use it. I love it. I'm a big fan of this company. I've noticed a big difference in my skin, nails, hair. Even my sleep has improved since I started taking this. Now I have the queen taking it too, and it has been a game changer for her hair. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I'm all about leveling up with my low lifers this year. As a fashion stylist, the first place I want to start, of course, is leveling up your closet. But I don't want you to break the bank. You don't got to spend a lot of money, honey. Design on a dime, boo. You can still elevate your closet on a budget. We want you to save some money here. So I'm happy to have Quince as a sponsor. They are here for us. They're going to take good care of us. At Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at affordable prices. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Oh, they're amazing. I bought these beautiful silk pillowcases for my bed. I got a cute jacket, a cozy cashmere cardigan, and navy blue joggers I'm obsessed with. These are staple pieces for my closet that will not go out of style, and I was able to save some money. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash lowlife for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash lowlife to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash lowlife. I love me a good edible moment. I talk about it all the time on this show. And so I was so excited that Via became a sponsor of the Low Life Podcast. Oh, this is a dream partnership because I love their edibles. They're so delicious. And they're coming on right in time for Valentine's Day. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increases the blood flow, and intensifies any sexual experience, even if it's a solo experience. It's going to be amazing with this gummy. The strawberry-flavored one is my favorite. They're vegan. Organic ingredients are used. They have zero THC products as well. So if you're not down for THC, that's okay, boo. Their CBD line is amazing too, which is really great for sleep, 
focus, and energy. Their products range from 2 milligrams to 50 milligrams of THC, so there's definitely something for everybody. My favorite part about this sponsor is that they ship to all 50 states legally with discreet packaging directly to your door. It makes it so easy breezy for you. No medical card required. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code LOWLIFE to receive 15% off plus one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies. 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. All right, next question comes from Brandy in Chicago. Brandy in Chicago writes, Lo, I'm a mother of three. I want to dress stylish. I want to keep it cute. I like to dress up once in a while, but I don't really have the time. And I have no idea what's in or out. I'd love to know what fashion trends are out right now. What do you consider a fashion fail? Would love to know for both me and my husband what you think is in or out right now. All right, Brandy, I'll help you with that. Like I said earlier, when it comes to fashion, it's freedom. So I want you to be able to wear whatever you want. No rules, but there are some things that I definitely think you could avoid that probably aren't the most flattering. That's when I don't like something, if it's not necessarily the most flattering. It's not that I hate the trend. I'm just like, why is that happening? Like low-rise jeans. That's been very popular. A lot of people are wearing low-rise jeans. They're just very hard to wear. If you could rock them, cool, but they're not flattering on, I'd say, 98% of the population. (laughs) Most people can't rock them. Again, just it's not a good look. You don't need to wear your jeans at your freaking pelvic bone. Do better. Capris. That's another, I don't think that's a trend at all, but capri pants, I'm not a fan of like pedal pushers. I just don't like them as a stylist because they're not the most flattering. They really cut your silhouette. That's what it all comes down to for me is when you're looking at someone's silhouette you know, whether you're short-waisted or long-waisted or you have, you know, long legs or short legs or whatever, Capri, no matter how long or short your legs are, you're going to cut them at a really weird spot, like right below the calf muscle. And for anybody, it makes you look shorter and heavier than you actually are. So it's just not the most flattering thing to wear for pretty much any body type. Um, So I don't really recommend Capri pants. I guess that would be something that I would consider out Another trend or fashion faux pas, I guess you could say I I don't like, would be skinny jeans on guys. I like skinny jeans, but there is a certain level of skinny that is acceptable. And when it gets to be a little bit too much, like when you could see the nutsack, the moose knuckle, if you will, when you start seeing a dude's freaking ball sack, <laughs> I think it's time to loosen up the jeans a bit, bruh. And I see these guys, straight dudes, gay dudes, all types of guys, they are wearing their jeans so tight. And especially guys that like work out and they have their like muscly legs. So they want to wear just these jeans that look like they were painted onto their bodies and they're cut right at the ankle and they'll wear like shoes with no socks with the high water pants. Like, stop, don't do it. Loosen up your pants. It's a lot to see. I'm cool with a slim denim or a slim pant. A lot of guys are altering their suits and making their suit so tight. It's like, why does it need to be that tight? It's not flattering. Now, you don't want it super loose either. You know, like the pants, if they're too loose, you know, and they're too long, you're going to look like a banker from the 90s, Chase Bank vibes. Like, you don't want that. 
Uh, but there's, again, a fine line. What's reasonable <laughs> with it not being too baggy, not being too skinny, just right in the middle. I think a nice, slim, tailored trouser looks amazing on pretty much every guy or any woman, too. Actually, this rule applies to anyone, you know, male, female, however you identify. I'm not a biggest fan of like super tight skinny jeans. I will say sometimes if you're going to wear like a boot over it, it makes sense. It's cute. You're kind of wearing jeans almost like tights in a way. So it makes sense sometimes for that. But again, it's just not the most flattering. I think a relaxed fit just looks better. It's aesthetically easier on the eye. It's probably more comfortable to wear in general. A boyfriend cut jean, those are really popular right now. And for guys, you know, yeah, you could have your jeans again, slim, but like you want to be able to breathe. If we could see your nutsack or you're bending over and it's like half your crack is out, like, come on, you got to do better and wear a belt too. Another trend that I'm overseeing right now is, oh, Louboutins. Yeah, that's one I don't need to see anymore. Christian Louboutins, red bottom shoes. Oh, they're so expensive. And everybody was rocking them. Louboutins. I, I know everybody wanted a pair in their closet. You'd always see them on red carpets, but they are just notoriously the most uncomfortable heel. I mean, there's so many knockoffs of Louboutin. There's been lawsuits about that because there's something proprietary about the actual red that they use on the bottom of their shoes, but there's a million different shades of red. And so anyway, who cares if it's a red bottom shoe? Uh, the shoes are uncomfortable. I've seen my clients after wearing them and they're like, this was pure torture. I wanted to cut my feet off by the end of the night. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I feel like the Louboutin red bottom sole trend is over. It's done. And if you have them in your closet right now, it's like a cute little museum piece of, of a time that once was very uncomfortable for a lot of women. Another trend that's out, for me at least, and with my clients, uh, is monogrammed everything. Heavy logos, embroidered, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Prada, Versace, whatever. We get it. You spent a lot on the clothes, but like, I don't love advertising that and wearing an outfit that's like head to toe print or the jacket and it's all the emblem all over it, the Gucci print jacket. Oh, it's just so over the top. I think it's a bit obnoxious and I'm just not into it. I personally don't like the look. Now, if you want to rock labels and, and you know, be Louis Vuitton head to toe or Gucci or whatever, do you? Again, it's just my opinion. I feel like a little bit goes a long way. For some people, it's the one Gucci belt or maybe you have like a nice bag. But having something that's, again, just branded with so much labels on it, even the purse itself, a lot of my clients, friends, colleagues have steered away from the monogrammed classic bags. I mean, those have been around forever. I get it's an iconic print, you know, whether it's the Burberry check print or Louis Vuitton, Chanel with all the C's or Louis Vuitton, whatever. But there's something really chic and stylish and so timeless about a leather bag with one simple logo on it. And it doesn't have all the branding all over it. Like, I think that looks really chic. And so I prefer that. And it's very rare, if ever, actually, I would style a client with monogram logos all over it. Like, I just think that's just too much. All right, those are the trends that I don't really like. <laughs> are the fashion faux pas, I guess. But again, do you, if you want to wear logos or rock your skinny jeans and you want everybody to see your nuts or... Yeah, whatever makes you feel good, boo, but <laughs> it's just not my thing. All right, next question is coming from our listener, Michael. Michael is writing this from Baltimore. Oh, Michael writes, 
Hey, Lo, I am a student on a budget and I want to get some cool clothes. I want to spend some money, not too much money. I have to keep in mind that I'm trying to save right now. What do you recommend for me to buy that will be cool for summer, but also last me into winter or fall? Any trends or fashion tips would be super helpful. Thank you. Well, Michael, I'm going to help you out with that. I got you, King. When it comes to your closet and trends, of course, trends come and go. It's all cyclical, though. It's crazy. Some of the shit that's coming back around, like the low-rise jeans or Von Dutch hats and stuff like that, Like there's some trends I thought would never come back. And I'm seeing them now, like juicy tracksuits. I'm like, wow, that's still happening 20-something years later. Kind of love it, though. (laughs) I think it's cute. Uh, But when it comes to what you want in your closet, I understand if you're on a budget, everybody's on a budget to some extent. And it depends on how much you want to spend and invest in your closet. But I feel like there's a way to do it that's smart, that you'll get the most bang for your buck. So that's what I'm going to help you out with. The first tip I would suggest for you when it comes to buying things for your closet is you want to buy seasonless pieces. So a big trend right now, for example, is color. World of color, people are wearing bright blazers. You know, you're getting all the different colors, ice cream tones, pistachio, that pretty soft red and millennial pinks and and bright blues and cobalt. Like there's so much color happening in all the different collections from the designers and they trickle down into your local H&M. And so I love seeing a lot of color, but there are specific colors that will kind of stand the test of time and they can translate into different seasons. They're seasonless colors. Jewel tones are great for that. We're going with the cerulean blues, that royal purple. That looks great in summer. You could rock a bright blue blazer or a a shirt or a pair of pants if you want a pop of color in any of those jewel tones. And they also look incredible during the winter, even in the fall. So again, you're getting the most bang for your buck. A big trend in the summer right now, it's all about leather. Who would have thought leather? People are wearing leather A lot of the runway shows, a lot of the the stores right now, department stores have so much leather in the middle of summer, whether it be leather boots, skirts, tops, crop tops, that sort of stuff. I feel like if you're going to invest in something and you want to follow that trend of, you know, cool leather pieces, leather is seasonless and there's a lot of great vegan leather options that won't break the bank. So you could, you know, keep it under, you know, 200 bucks. But if you were to invest in something, I would suggest a great boot. Boots are in no matter what season you're in, and I love that. And I'm talking combat boots, platforms, thigh highs, ankle boots. Oh, I love them all. If you're a guy, you want to wear some Doc Martens, get yourself a desert boot, something with a platform, get it in a black, camel, tan, even cream. It will look so nice. Suede, you could rock suede boots in summer. Why the f*** not? Do what you want to do. And when it comes to my queens out there, actually kings too. I personally, when it comes to boots or what I style people in, I love a sock boot. Like that style that's tighter around the ankle. I like a platform, a chunky heel because it's more comfortable. And all my clients would much rather wear a chunky platform rather than, you know, a simple stiletto style heel. But I love a nice chunky platform and I like it to be tighter around the ankle. Sock boots, you can get them at Aldo, Steve Madden, or you could, you know, go crazy price points, you know, 900 bucks if you want some Jimmy Choo's or Giuseppe's or something. But I think the sock boot that's just tighter around the ankle, 
It looks better with your pants, if you're wearing a dress, a skirt, it elongates the leg. You got to be careful because it could cut you off. If you have shorter legs and you're rocking a sock boot or any boot, for example, and you're like, ooh, are these cutting my legs and making it look like I have straight up cankles right now? (laughs) If you're worried about that, I have some clients that run into that. I'll throw a black opaque tight. And that looks great. Again, it's seasonless. Throw a pair of tights uh, or nylons. What do, you, what do they call them these days? Nylons, tights, anyway. Opaque, black, that looks great. Navy, they have different colors. But it will elongate the silhouette. But if you are to invest in something, I would suggest doing it in a great boot. Another color story that looks great, no matter what season you're in, are pastels. That millennial pink, lilac, that lavender, really pale purple, You could take these pieces that you're buying and you can incorporate them in the summer, but definitely they transition into the fall winter. If you're going to buy, let's say, a purple shirt, purple top, a lilac, lavender color, you spend on that and you're like, oh, this is just a spring color summer. It's not because you can make it look super chic when it comes to fall winter by layering it with, you know, dark grays or even a rich chocolate brown. I love the purple and brown combination. And so you can still have fun with color and not worry that it's going to just sit in your closet if you do want to experiment and have some fun with fashion in that way. Another timeless piece you could have in your closet that will still keep you on trend, but will last you into the next few months would be a great blazer. A lightweight, good blazer in a staple color, whether it be navy, black, camel brown, some sort of a neutral, but a great oversized blazer. I love the look of oversized blazers on my queens. Cute little slip dress, boom, throw a blazer on. You're good to go. Jeans, put a blazer on it. Boom, a chic business look. Again, with my guys, a lot of my male clients, are, myself included, are wearing more oversized type of clothes. And I feel like that is okay to wear right now. It's going to look great no matter what season it is. So if you want to invest, get yourself a nice blazer. You're going to be able to wear the hell out of something like that, no matter what season you're in. Now, I understand if you're in a place like Texas and you're sweating your tits off, you're not going to want to wear leather or a blazer or something like that. But if there is an opportunity for you to be in an air-conditioned environment, you could have a really nice navy blazer or a light cream type of blazer, and you could wear it. And it will look great, again, in August or in December. Also, when it comes to adding some pieces to your closet, design on a dime. You're on a budget. You don't want to spend a lot of money. Sometimes some of these vintage stores... Like Wasteland's a popular one in LA. There's one called the Buffalo Exchange. You can bring your old clothes in, you trade them in, you get store credit for your old stuff, and then you can get new stuff within the store. But you'll find designer stuff, look for less type of a thing, and you can get some great pieces. And I love recycled fashion. It's great for the planet. It's good for the closet. And it's also making you look super stylish. You can get a piece, a one-off piece, a one-of-a-kind piece from years ago that not everybody has from the local Forever 21 or H&M. I went to a dinner recently and I I was sitting at this table and three guys had on the same shirt. <laughs> they all bought it at Zara. And I mean, it was a very cute shirt. I get why three people, but I was like, wow, the likelihood of that. But they just showed up and they all had the same thing. They all bought it at Zara. And it's like, geez, sometimes you want something that feels a bit different that not everybody has. And sometimes at Zara or H&M or Forever 21, it's fast fashion, it's mass produced and A lot of people are shopping there. And so if you want something a bit more unique or special, I would go 
hell, even your local Goodwill. You could, if you are down for the hunt, you might be able to find yourself a little treasure in the mix. I hope that answers your question and starts you in the right direction of building a closet on a budget that will actually last you the next few months. Is your New Year's resolution to find time-saving solutions so you can spend less time doing things like grocery shopping and more time with your little one? As a busy parent, I'm always looking for products and brands that will make my life easier. What is one change that's easy to make that will make your life easier in 2024? Little Spoon. Little Spoon delivers fresh, healthy meals and snacks that your kiddo will love for every eating stage. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Time-saving and convenient without compromise. Little Spoon delivers baby blends, biteables, plates, smoothies, snacks, and lunchers. Kids love it, and you will too. It's all so fresh, so delicious, and made with the cleanest, high-quality ingredients. Did I mention it all comes right to my door? So flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick the menu and change it up what I order every time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. I love it. My kids love it. The grandparents love it. And I know all you lowlifers will love it too. A huge win-win-win for my family, and it can also be for yours. Simplify your kiddo's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash lowlife and enter our code lowlife at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, next pregunta is coming in hot. We have time for one more, right? Okay, next one is coming in from Alyssa in San Diego. Oh, I love San Diego. They have the best Mexican food up in San Diego. All right, Alyssa writes, Lo, what is your favorite fashion trend right now? Anything I should be looking out for? Oh, there's so many fashion trends. I mean, fashion trends come and go. There's things that I am seeing right now from all the different designer shows and shit like that that I'm actually like, oh, I love that. The one thing that I'm really excited about with fashion right now, especially because we've all been in a pandemic and the fact that we're even here alive and can talk right now is, you know, a blessing in itself. And I, we were all locked up. (laughs) None of us were able to really socialize for a while. It's been a really weird last few years. And so we've all come out of that. And I feel like there's such a freedom and a way to express yourself right now. And people are just going ham and wearing whatever the f*** they want. And I love that. Case in point, you know, when it comes to bending gender rules and stuff like that, I feel like guys for the longest time haven't had a lot of choices. You have one great suit. You could do double-breasted, single-breasted, you know, shawl lapel, peak lapel. There's not a lot of variety in choice. And all guys have a standard formula. You look at your Chris Pines or your Chris Evans or any sort of leading actor, they all kind of wear the same shit. Same designers, they're all making the same sort of suit for some like nice event. And when it comes to them going out, if you see, you know, street style, a guy for the most part is wearing t-shirt, 
jeans, and maybe a boot. It's like, ooh, there you go. Edgy. Not at all. And I love that guys are really taking chances right now. And ladies too. My kings and queens. People are having fun with their fashion. I think because we were all cooped up for so long and life is just too short. This is our only chance that we get. So why not go out in the main stage of life wearing whatever the hell you want? Giving them a good show. Who cares what people think about your fashion? Just have fun with it. And Brad Pitt, kudos to Mr. Brad Pitt, freaking daddy over here. He looked incredible. He went to a premiere. This is Bullet Train, his new movie or TV show. I think it's a movie. It's coming out. But there was so much press around him wearing a skirt on the red carpet. I love that the guy wore a skirt. He looked comfortable. Skirts are actually great. Easy breezy. (laughs) He wore it with like combat boots. And he looked badass. And I was like, that's the quintessential guy. Women love him. Guys want to be him. Women want to be with him. And he's out there rocking a skirt, not giving a shit, just doing what he wants to do and looking very stylish. Ryan Gosling at his premiere recently wore like a a mint green type suit, like a pistachio mint color with a different pastel colored pant. And it was a very bold outfit. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. I love that it doesn't have to be navy, black, burgundy. Like you could change it up and have a little bit of fun with it. So I don't think that's really a trend of being able to express yourself and having more fun with it. But I'm just letting you know, like I'm excited to see that right now. And when it comes to, I guess, trends that are out there, I'm seeing so much color, so much freaking color and people experimenting and having fun with it. And so I am here for it. I love it. I get a little intimidated sometimes when it comes to adding color into my own personal wardrobe. But the other day I took a tie dye shirt that I love and it was something I got from Wasteland, a vintage shop here, recycled fashion. And it had it was tie-dye and it had an MTV logo on it. I loved it. It was super 90s. I threw an old Marc Jacobs leopard shirt that I had on with it, a pair of Zara jeans, cute pair of sneakers, but it was like leopard and tie-dye. And then I had a cool pearl necklace on with it. I got so many compliments. I look like a Lisa Frank 90s druggy, <laughs> just hot mess of color. There's a lot happening with the tie-dye. Oh, I had a cute little snapback on with it. A purple hat with the tie-dye shirt with leopard. There was just so much happening in this outfit. And I looked at myself and I'm like, maybe I need to tone this down a bit. And then within a second, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go out. I think it's cute. This outfit puts a smile on my face. And hopefully it makes other people smile too. And it did. People loved it. They were like, oh my God, what a cute look. I would have never paired all that together, but it works. And so I I love seeing people take chances and doing it myself and, and just having fun with it. A very popular trend, and I love it. I'm happy to see it. I don't think it's going anywhere, is athleisure. Rocking the sweatsuits, matching little sweatsuits, like that was a trend last year, the year before. Like it ain't going anywhere. People want to be comfortable. And I am embracing that. A lot of my clients don't even want to wear high heels on carpets right now. They're wearing platforms or cute flats with like a lower heel. Like they love it. And I think it looks great. It's very stylish. And that athleisure look could be very elevated too. So you no longer have to wear a dress or jeans with like a fancy top. You could rock a cool track suit and make it look super chic and, and polished and uh, and also be really comfortable. And there's a lot of sweat brands out there, sweat suits and stuff. 
and they're very comfortable. They're luxury. They look great. They feel good on the skin. And I feel like that athleisure style is something that I fully embraced. And I love seeing it on people. Matching sets, bringing sweats. There's leather sweats that I've seen, like joggers. I'm a huge fan of joggers. Like that whole style. I'm really excited to see that. It kind of started in the pandemic and just carried through because I think people were like, this is awesome and super comfortable. So we're not going to let it go. (laughs) Another trend I've been seeing that's really popular online right now, it's called coastal grandma chic vibe. (laughs) A coastal grandma. It's basically like dressing like straight up Diane Keaton in a Nancy Myers film. And I love it. I love turtlenecks. I love the freaking ivory, blue, linens, cute button-up shirts, the oversized like men's style button-up shirt that some girls are wearing right now. I think it looks super cute, very comfortable, and just chic as hell. I love mixing in those tones of navy and camel browns and creams and whites. And I think it looks so pretty. It's a little bit preppy. And I'm all about that coastal grandma chic look. (laughs) I find it to be very comfortable, also super put together. I've seen guys rock the coastal grandpa look and also queens doing it. And it just, again, looks very well put together. It's an easy color palette. You can throw on a cute loafer with it. And it just, yeah, it, it looks cute. I love Nancy Myers. So anything that looks like a straight up Nancy Myers film, I'm all about that. And so I am fully embracing the coastal grandma vibe. I guess one more trend that I fully embrace right now, and I think it's timeless, seasonless, and looks super chic. I'm talking about cardigans. Little party with a cardi. I love cardigans. I wear them sometimes with no shirt underneath. You can wear them with a button-down shirt. It's a great layering piece. I love different types of cardigans. I have thin ones, thicker ones, wool, silky type, lined ones. They're great. They look cute with pretty much everything I have. I'm a big fan of the grandpa cardigan. And I know it's like Mr. Rogers vibes, but it can be done in such a cute way that really elevates a look, just makes it look really put together. Love cardigans. Also, bomber jackets. I have a ton of them. My clients love them as well. But bomber jackets are great. It's a very seasonless item. Get them in all the different colors right now. And they have super lightweight ones. Just if it gets a little like chilly at night, it's nice to throw a very lightweight summer bomber jacket on. So I've Definitely a fan of those. What's another trend right now? Oh, like that collegiate type sweater look. Oh, I love it. Collegiate sweaters, varsity jackets, penny loafers. I'm here for all of it. I think it looks very cute. I don't think it's going to go out of style. If you wanted to get, you know, one of those collegiate type sweaters that have like the big letters on them or those varsity type jackets, not one from your school. Like (laughs) they have the kind that don't have like all the logos on them. But that style with the buttons and stuff or the raglan sleeve, the different colored sleeve and the body of the jacket's different. Like it will be cream sleeves, but you know, a dark navy center of the jacket. That looks really cool. And I don't think that will go out of style. It would be more of a timeless piece. All right, we have time for one more. And I really want to answer this question because I've gotten it so many times from different listeners and they're asking about jeans. All right, so Andrea wrote me this question and she's asking about denim. Andrea in New York City writes, Lo, I need your help with jeans. I'm a size 10, sometimes a 12. I'm on the shorter side, so I would love your advice on a pair of jeans for a petite yet curvy queen like myself. I love denim. There's so many different brands out there. Some are great, some are trash. And you'd be surprised that some of the high price point denim that people love are actually kind of shitty and they don't really fit that great. 
I don't know why they get so popular. It's just, again, a very popular trend or a brand that everybody's talking about. But I've really put in some time and research. So I'm going to link some brands that I love below. And depending on the body type that you are or the type of fit that you're looking for with jeans, you're going to want to go to these different designers. But I'll give you some favorites just at the top of my head that are my go-to brands for a lot of my clients. So for my curvy queens, the best like overall, like a really good staple jean, I would suggest is a brand called Everlane. It's called the Curvy 90s Cheeky Jean. The 90s curvy cheeky jean from Everlane. They have a full size run. They have a little bit of stretch to them. And I've never gotten any complaints when I put a client in those. Also, Good American. I love Good American. They have a really good skinny jean too. Good American. I think Khloe Kardashian, that's her company. But that's great if you have a booty or hips, and but you also want it to fit, you know, tight on the waist. A lot of times you'll have to get your pants altered. That doesn't happen with Good American. For really comfortable denim, a higher price point, but I do love them. I'm talking about Frame, F-R-A-M-E denim. Frame is great. They don't have the best for curvy queens, though. Wouldn't recommend them. But if you are very tall or petite or have more of a square shape, a Frame denim is going to look really good on you. And also, what's nice about Frame is... Their jeans feel like pajamas. And also, for the most part, if you are going to buy them, you should size down because they run a little bit bigger. And for some reason, my clients, which I hate, like, like, don't worry about the size. Don't pay attention to that. But they do like that they get to size down or sometimes two sizes down because they run a little bit larger. My favorite mid-rise jean for my curvy queens is from Madewell. I do love Madewell. They have a lot of good denim there and a bunch of different fits. But their mid-rise jean is very flattering. And they have, again, a full-size run. They have a little stretch to them. Big fan of Madewell. Oh, if you're looking for a great high-waisted jean, I go to Good American for the high-waisted ones, too. Love them. Oh, also, when it comes to really comfortable jeans that I haven't really had any complaints in, I'm talking about Levi's. My Curvy Queens, actually any body type, Signature Levi's, there's one that they have. It's called the Signature Levi Shaping Pull-On Skinny. That one's very comfortable, and everybody I've put that jean on, they love it. For my guys out there, kings, you want to rock some nice denim, you can't go wrong with a classic Levi's, the 501s, original fit. I love the fit of them. I like that style. It's a straight but tailored leg. It's very flattering on most dudes. Also, Todd Snyder makes great jeans for guys. Queens, if you want to get the guy in your life, a great pair of jeans, and he has a booty on him, you want some stretch to him, Todd Snyder, the straight leg fit from Todd Snyder is one that I personally wear all the time. Oh, I also like the 316 brand. I've worn them before. 316 is a company. They have good straight fit jeans. Oh, I also love Gap. I know. I rarely shop there, but I had a gift card (laughs) to Gap. So I bought a pair of jeans and they're more of like a baggy style, which I don't really like to wear totally baggy jeans, but these ones were super cute on me. They're the Gap 90s loose jeans. That's what they're called. And I love them. And they were like not that expensive at all. I think they were like 80 bucks. Also, if you're a guy listening to this and you have super muscular legs, a like soccer player type of build, then I would go with an athletic type of fit. Athletic fit jeans are great. And I do love Abercrombie and Fitch athletic cut jeans. And they have several washes. Those ones are really nice. Also, barbell jeans. 
That's a brand I wasn't too familiar with until I started dressing a couple athletes and their legs are massive. And so I was like, okay, shit, I needed something for like a bodybuilder type of leg. So enough room in the thigh, still a tailored fit with some nice stretch to it. And Barbell makes a great pair and they're like $149. So they're not too expensive, but it is on the higher price point side, but they'll last, they fit great. And again, that stretch is, is great for that style of leg. I'm trying to think if there's any other style of jeans that I love for guys. Oh, I actually was surprised that J. Crew had some good jeans. Yeah, I've worn some J. Crew denim. I love the different washes they have. I bought a gray pair, a very pale gray type denim that looked really nice on me. They're soft and the price point's fair for them too. I'm trying to think if there's any other brand. Oh, J. Brand. I do like J. Brand jean and frame as well. They make great men's denim. Again, you size down in frame. And for J-Brand, I actually usually size up in J-Brand, but they're very comfortable. And I like their faux leather skinnies. Those are great too. There's so many different brands and designers of jeans, but what's really nice is you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a great pair of jeans. Hell, I've even gotten some jeans at H&M that fit me amazingly well, and they have a lot of stretch to them. And so again, like you don't have to break the bank and buy designer jeans, you know, to get good quality. A lot of these companies, you know, that are doing it at a, a very reasonable price point, you can get some cute denim without breaking the bank. And that's what we're all trying to do these days, right? Save a little coin. I think that's the perfect place to leave today's episode. I have more fashion questions to answer. I'll do another fashion episode for you guys, like a part two because I know I want to get to more of your preguntas, but uh, we're going to leave it there today. But thank you so much for supporting this podcast and being along the journey with me. We're almost to 100 episodes. Oh my God, this little engine that could keeps trucking along. I'm loving doing this podcast. I'm having so much fun with it. I didn't realize that we'd be able to do a podcast this long. Like I had zero expectations going into this. (laughs) I'm fully enjoying this roller coaster ride we're on together. And I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And thank you for helping me build this community. I hope one day I'm able to meet you guys in person. I want to do a tour and just give you guys a hug, like meet you and say thank you and get some actual FaceTime with you. I'm also going to be recording these podcasts like visual, like video record. So that will be an option in the future as well. I'm working that out right now with someone who could film it for me at the studio. So stay tuned for that. And we're also going to do a Patreon. We have a bunch of other things we're going to do. Merch is happening. Oh yeah, this little engine that could or couldn't at times is just still trucking along full steam ahead. But I wouldn't be able to do this show I wouldn't have this podcast without you. So again, thank you for supporting it. And I want to show my thanks and my gratitude to my lowlifers who take the time to support this little shit show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference. It actually makes a very big impact on podcasts, especially new ones. If you love a podcast, you like listening to it, you want to support a show, the sponsors, using the sponsor codes, that's always a game changer. But the number one thing that really helps, makes the biggest impact, is leaving a review on Apple Podcast. The more reviews, the better. They could be anything you want them to be. And so thank you for taking the time to do that. You can leave a little dick emoji, a freaking tamale, a salsa dancer, a unicorn, a smile face, or you could actually write something, but it's all so appreciated. And I have listeners who have taken the time and written several reviews. I'll write one every week. And so again, it's so appreciated. I'm so grateful. 
thank you for taking the time to do that and to show my gratitude, to show my appreciation to you beautiful kings and queens. I am keeping the Low Life Gifting Suite open for business. I have some incredible gifts, gift cards, gifts from our sponsors, hyaluronic serums. There's some chashi sangria, some dill pickle popcorn. (laughs) There's a bunch of random stuff, but also really good stuff too. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, and who doesn't love free shit? All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, but please make sure to leave your Instagram handle somewhere in the review because you might just be getting a little DM. I'll slide into those DMs, get your address, and I'll be sending you a little something, something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. I want to shout out some low lifers who have taken the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right. First one up is coming from at K M M I C H, at Kimmich. I think that's how you say it K M M I C H, right? God, I love low five stars. I count down till Thursday every week when I get to listen to my favorite puta deliver an amazing episode. Those ability to get great guests and conduct an amazing interview or carry the show solo is next level. I'm making an official motion from the low lifers for two episodes a week with hard eyes. And she gave me, or he gave me a dick emoji. (laughs) I would love to do two episodes a week. I'm not there yet. Soon, though. I mean, with the reviews, that really helps. And the bigger this podcast grows, the the community, if it gets bigger, like, yeah, I'll be able to do that. Because, I mean, ultimately, if I'm able to do two episodes a week, that's a full-time job in itself. That's what my little Canadian maple delight, Miss Caitlin Bristow, she does grape therapy and off the vine. And I know how much work goes into it. And it's literally her full-time job, in addition to her wine company and everything else she's doing, you know, scrunchies and stuff. And so... I know it's a lot of work. I'll get there though. And I'd love to do two episodes. (laughs) It's just a matter of time. But yeah, from your mouth to God's ears, and hopefully it will be happening. Stay tuned because as that happens, I'll basically be winding down on the styling side, styling part-time. I'll never give up styling. I'll still be doing that and podcasting full-time. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh, All right, next review is coming from at Molly4897. Molly. 4897 writes, a comforting and inspiring podcast. Oh, five stars. Low is like the big brother I never had. He is so inspiring and has the best words of advice. He's positive and I always feel better after listening. She gave me a little smile face. Oh, thank you, queen. As an only child, like I love the fact that you could look at me like an older brother. I appreciate that. I'm very protective of my low lifers, my kings and queens. I go to bat for you guys. I'll do anything for my freaking low lifers. I'm very protective of you. As I guess a big brother would be. Yeah, I always wish I had like a little sister. So Molly, you are my little sister from another mister. And the fact that this podcast actually puts a smile on your face and makes you feel good. That is so important to me. That's one of the main reasons I'm even doing this podcast is because I want people to leave with something every episode, whether it be a smile on your face or learning something new or hearing a different perspective or, you know, I just always want there to be some sort of a takeaway. There's a million podcasts out there. And the fact that you're taking the time to listen to mine, I don't want you to leave empty handed. So the fact that you're not means a lot to me. So thank you for leaving that review. All right. We have time for one more review. And this one is coming from at Abby M. Reed, A-B-B-Y-M-R-E-I-D. Abby M. Reed writes, Low rider here, five stars. Thank you so much for being the highlight of my day once a week. 
You make me belly laugh, and I'm a true lowrider, and I love listening to you while I cruise around. You're almost at your 100th episode. Congrats, and look forward to your podcast every week with a couple hearts. <gasps> I love my lowriders. That's my favorite time to listen to a podcast too, Abby, is when I'm driving in the car, especially in LA, because traffic is such shit, and I get a bit overwhelmed sometimes. And the drivers right now out on the roads, people are so nasty. Like, people get so aggressive And you never know what the person next to you is going through. So I used to flip the bird. Like I used to have not road rage, but like I had no problem like giving a little honk honk and flipping the bird once in a while. Nowadays, oh, I'm not flipping anybody off. I'm letting everybody in my lane. I'm just not messing with anyone. Not because I'm a good person. That's not it. It's because I don't want to get shot. I don't know if that person has a gun or again, what they're going through and they're going to start following me or get all weird. Yeah, there's a bunch of weirdos out there. And so (laughs) podcasts really help in calming me when I'm on the road. They distract me. So when I'm stuck in traffic or I have a long trip ahead of me, I'm cruising around. Time goes by a bit faster with a great podcast. So I'm glad you're enjoying it on the road. Buckle up, queen. Make sure you're looking left and right and not flipping anybody the bird because I don't want you to get shot, Abby. And that is the perfect place to leave today's podcast, Abby, with you cruising on the road, making sure you're safe listening to this podcast. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Take some time to go outside, maybe get some sun, have yourself a delicious margarita with some tahine around the freaking rim. Pour yourself a nice big glass of wine. Maybe have an edible. Enjoy a good Netflix documentary. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. We, we love, love you. you and we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. Over there with two. <laughs>